All right, welcome in to Vision Pros Live. With Jackson Callum, I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guests, guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Ultimately, I just want to go through some of the things that might help you with your vision. If you have a vision that you're pursuing, drop a link in the comments and let us know what that is. If that's a business or a brand, um, if it's a nonprofit that you run, be happy to promote it, be happy to talk to you about it. And if you'd like to apply to be on Vision Pros and be interviewed about that vision, then by all means, feel free to reach out. All right, everybody, welcome into Vision Pros Podcast Live. My name is Jackson Callum. I'm your host. I am the founder and CEO of First Class Business, and I'm excited for our guest today. He's a great friend of mine, and uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited for you guys to pick up all the wonderful truths and value that he puts out there regarding video marketing, uh, social media marketing, and ultimately how to drive awareness for your brand and even conversions with sales on top of that. So we're going to bring in Brad Powell of Awesome Video Makers. Um, Brad and I met at a conference years ago called Habitude, Habitude Warrior Conference. We had a great friendship established. Um, one of the cool things about him is he actually took me behind the scenes of what he was doing for that event where he was running all of the all of the live feeds for the event, all of the video, um, all the audio setup. Uh, it was it was something it was a world that I'm familiar enough with to be super dangerous, but I don't actually know how all those things come together and all the equipment that he lugs around. He could have been stressed. Um, most video techs I know are they get kind of stressed. They kind of want you out of their wheelhouse. They don't they don't really want you in their space. I've never seen somebody more calm um, in a live setting that has so much to juggle. And here he was kind of showing me how he was doing things, what he was up to. His passion just shined. He became a really good friend because of that. And he's also, like I said, incredible social media management and now understanding how to use video in order to promote your brand. So without further ado, let's get you on stage, Brad Powell, and let's discuss who is Brad Powell, what's your vision, and uh, what can we teach the entrepreneurs out there who, uh, who, need, who need to learn? How do, we, how do we get our brands out there? How do we attract an audience to our message? So Brad, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Jackson. This is really, really good thing to do today. So, yes, where sir, do we want to start? Do you want me to tell people who I am and 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 what I do? Yes, I would love that. So, Brad, who is Brad? Let's let's go to the basic. Let's be honest. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I'm the founder of Awesome Video Makers, and I also host a weekly show called the Standout Business Show, and. Actually, that's a big theme of my work as I literally help people create a standout brand for themselves. And these days, given we're in the post-pandemic period and a lot of people who never would have thought, never would have imagined that they find themselves in front of the camera and on Zoom calls as much as they have. All of now, like if you're gonna meet with someone, if you're gonna work anywhere and work remotely, talking through the medium that we're talking through right now is just the new normal. This is the way that we communicate. And if you're wanting to build your brand in any fashion, the way to do it, especially at scale, is to sit yourself down and get on camera <laughs> and get your message out in a very personable way, in a way that builds trust and builds authority so that you actually become 
the familiar face to exactly the right crowd of people that you'd like to talk to. And that's really, that's the mission I'm on is helping people accomplish that task. That's awesome. Like you said, uh, society's really been primed or jolted into this uh, video experience where, whereas it wasn't a necessity prior to COVID, um, COVID was like, no, um, you guys need to learn video and you need to use it now. <laughs> one, one of my favorite things about your setup is I always feel like I can just reach into the camera and grab your glasses um, you know, or like you could. grab your you microphone. <laughs> your, your lighting uh, is always so great, you know, and it, it feels like I'm talking to you in person when I talk to you. And and do you? I take it, you know, I, I know you go, you go into great depths to help people accomplish that same feel look and vibe with their setup, correct? Yeah, that's that's part of it. I mean, you know, one of the very first steps that I take with any of the clients that I work with is we spend time just setting you up to being looking and sounding as good as you possibly can. And, you know, in the setting that I have right here, the goal is to be set up to where it looks just natural that, you know, I've got a window here and the appearance is that I'm being lit by natural light, that I'm being lit naturally. But the truth is I have some artificial lights, like there's one up here and there's one over here. But if I didn't point them out and I didn't talk about like what they're doing and how they do it, um, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't necessarily know anything about that. And, you know, a lot of people, again, like if they're on Zoom, what happens is that, you know, they're sitting with a window behind them, but what's happening with them is that they're in shadow <laughs> yeah. or, they're sitting at an angle where, you know, the camera is down on their table and looking up at them. And so instead of this straight on view, you're getting sort of a look up inside their nose kind of thing. And there's a lot of things like that that are very unflattering and can make you literally less visible when you're on camera. So this is one of the early parts of the work I do with people is helping them just show up looking like a normal human. <laughs> And so that people just find you more relatable. It's just easier to connect with you because in fact, like you just described, it looks like you're talking to someone, you know, in person as much as you possibly can. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And, and Brad, you've actually done a great job of even, we haven't had the opportunity to fully build out my studio setting because I've been updating mine. Um, and today's not even a fair reflection of what you taught because I had a power outage <laughs> four minutes before we went live. Um, right. you know, that's the other angle too, right? Is, is I, one thing I want to get across to the audience is make sure to embrace your humanity. Um, you know, you're going to have mistakes. You're going to have things come up that don't necessarily go right. You know, your, your light might turn off, um, you know, your bulb might go out in the middle of, of your broadcast and to be able to go with the flow, to be able to be authentic, to be able to recognize you don't have to be perfect to attract an audience is super important. Now, that also goes into the other aspect. When you're when you're meeting with your clients or in the mic drop moments program, you're doing some coaching and some preparation with them on, on how to get their message out there. And and uh, tell us a little bit about that. What do you do with clients to help? How can I how can I as a client feel more comfortable with the idea of my voice, which I may not like and my, my appearance? <laughs> being like acceptable and feeling like I'm okay to be on camera and get a video out there. What do you do with people like that? Well, the main technique that I use is an interview style. So one of the hardest things I think it is for anyone, myself included, is to sit down in front of a camera lens and speak to that camera and not seem 
like totally weird and unnatural and like, you know, what the heck am I doing here? Or like, I'm talking to nobody and it can make you feel super uncomfortable. And as a result, you know, most people are, they freeze up or they talk in a very wooden way or they talk in a way that they think they're supposed to. So they get all serious and, and formal instead of just being who they are. And one of the ways that you can break through that, uh, that sort of edge that people put up in front of themselves is to sit down with them in a way that is like you were sitting across from them at a table at a cafe and do a conversational uh, dialogue where it's back and forth and you're asking questions and you're leaning into the answers and showing an interest and then listening carefully, which is what I do with all the people I work with, so that whatever it is that they're saying, there's gonna be something in there that will trigger some curiosity in me. And there'll be something in there where I'm thinking, oh, this here is something that we could turn into a story or we can go deeper and flesh that out even more. And so in the process of, you know, I'll sit down with someone for an hour and I'll be interviewing them during that hour and I'll turn every single answer that they give me into a short form, what I call mic drop moment. And so these are short videos that are like a minute or less and they can be go out and posted on, on all the social media channels. And the, one of the results is that in the process of doing this with people is that somewhere in the middle, people loosen up and they start feeling like, oh, I'm just having a conversation. And the truth is that all of the people that I talk with, they're, they're experienced, they're experts. They really know the work they do. They really have a deep knowledge and a lot of things to share about the kinds of things that they do. It's just a matter of helping to pull it out of them, <laughs> helping them to get it downloaded in a way where they're speaking about it in a very natural cadence and a very personable cadence. And so by talking with them, by you know, basically making light jokes along the way, getting them to laugh and loose, loosen up in the kind of way that you would anytime that you're having any kind of conversation with someone, this really helps a lot. And it, I find that this style of literally video making, this style of creating content is a much easier going style and it ends up appearing easygoing because now you have this person who's on camera and they feel relaxed and they look natural <laughs> and they look like themselves and they literally become more relatable. Mm, excellent. So there's vision casting and then what you're doing, you're a vision extractor. <laughs> um, I like this. You you extract visions from those that you work with and, and you help them voice in a way that's authentic and, and of course comes through very clear um, as they learn to speak to the camera and learn to speak more naturally. Now, I want to know who are some of the visionaries um, that you've extracted visions from? Like what types of people have come to you to to get this process done to where their their mic drop moments, their their videos are coming out um, who do you work with, Brad? Well, there's a, a number of people. A lot of the folks I work with are consultants or they're coaches or they're the owner of a small marketing agency. And, you know, for instance, there's a woman named Melanie Borden who she's basically a, what's called a fractional CMO. So what that means is that she's the chief marketing officer for another company. She'll go in and she's not hired full time, but she'll get a contract where she'll come in and she'll assist and or do the main social media marketing for the company that she comes with. And she'll, you know, she may work alongside the marketing department that's already there, but she's helping them do a part of their marketing and a part of their, 
their brand building that they they're not very experienced with and they don't really know how to do very well. And so that that's the work that she does. And she's been pretty successful doing this. And when we met, she already had a big following on the LinkedIn platform. Something like 150,000 people were part of her connections on the platform there. And when she would post, you know, a picture post or a text post, that generally got quite a bit of engagement. And so I um, I invited her as a guest on my show as the first thing that we did. And I'm like, this was before she became a client, but I invited her as a guest because I just thought, well, she's doing really cool. She's got a lot to talk about in marketing. Let's have her on. And so we talked and then I took a single clip from the interview that we did and I posted it on my account on LinkedIn. And that one video, we're talking like a one minute video, it got over 50 hours of watch time. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is crazy. Like that's a wow. lot of watch time for a one minute video. And it got... You know, it reached something like 30 or 35,000 accounts. You know, that's how many people saw it in their feed. And it got wow. over 11,000 uh, likes on it. And then hundreds of comments, like tons of people responded to it. And she literally turned around and said, what did you just do? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I would have too. I want to know how this worked. <laughs> and Was that organic? I, she, Yeah, this is completely organic. Huh. And she just said, whatever you're doing, you just showed me something that you can do that I don't know anything about and I can't do for myself. And so we started working together. And so over the next three months, we sat down. It was just three different times. So we had three one-hour interviews, once one per month. And then out of that, you know, a single hour, I would give her literally a month's worth of content for that. Now, for that. you give it to her. Um does she have to take that content and post it on different channels or how does that work? Well, it depends. Some of my clients I do that for and some of them, they do it themselves. And in her case, because she's already got a social media marketing team that mm -hmm. this is what they do. Like they know that they know their stuff really well. She was totally happy and comfortable taking the videos and posting them herself. And she was only putting them on just on uh, LinkedIn and on Instagram. So it was just two locations. And so she was doing that work, but I do have clients where they don't, they don't do any of that. I take care of all of that for them. Nice. The options there. Now, if you can, Brad, while we're, while we're talking, if you can share your screen and bring up maybe your mic drop moments page or one of these videos so that the audience can see what, what these are, what do they look like? Um, and, and how does this fit in? Everybody <laughs> who's watching this, you're going to understand as Brad pulls this up, what, these videos are, you see them all the time in your reels and your stories. Um, I imagine on TikTok, um, Instagram, YouTube shorts, uh, they're, they're these videos that have graphic text overlays, um, which means that they have the words popping up on the screen uh, as a person talking sometimes. Um, and they may be, they may include what's called jump cuts, um, where you've got different segments stacked on each other and, and it cuts to either new angles um, or it zooms in in different parts. And all, all that does is it captivates the audience. It makes it very hard to resist watching that video content, um, and which is ultimately what made you, makes your message then sticky. Um, so, Brad, whenever you're ready, um, we can pull that up. Let's yeah, I don't know. So is, are you seeing this now? I do. I see it. So the audience sees it's time for your mic drop moment. One hour of your time, one month of video content. Love the tagline. <laughs> Very smart. 
Right. So this is uh, this is actually Melanie right here. And I don't know if I play oh, this, right. will it come through? Let's try it. Let's okay. see. I never really yep. like to be on camera. Prior to 2020, I never did video. During COVID, I really pushed myself to get out there and I started doing video. But what I learned very soon after is the tremendous amount of work that goes into creating video and how many takes you have to do and the editing. So when Brad invited me onto his podcast and he had sent me the clip of the video from his podcast, I was so impressed because he was doing something that I wasn't able to do. Every time I post one of my videos, somebody messages me and says, your videos are so good, who's doing them? And so now I'm super comfortable being on camera. I also feel that the content is so unique and it's so different. It really sets me apart. <laughs> wow. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, so you're, so, uh, I'll your do one more of these. Obviously speaks for itself. <laughs> Go ahead, Brad. I'll do one, I'll do one more of these. Uh, this is Matt Shiver, who is a, he's a physical therapist who now is a business coach for other physical therapists. So he's coaching the physical therapists of North America on how to grow their business basically. And he has become a short form content creation machine since we started working together. Uh, he started posting every day for 90 days and he's talking about the results that he got from doing this. I look at the last 90 days of, of the content that I created posting every day, my content got in front of 300 and I think it was like 320,000 accounts and had about 30,000 accounts that were, that engaged in the content and my account grew by about 25%. This is just Instagram. So like if I take into consideration, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, I use on both personal and business, but that's probably about half a million people that I was able to get in front of as I started to create content. Cool part was when I was able to hop on sales calls, they would start to reference the content that I was creating. It's like, whoa, you guys are listening. <laughs> so I, I encourage you if you're like, you know, it sounds like it's a lot of work to start creating content on a consistent basis. And if you can do it enough consistently, you're going to build enough no like and trust factor with your ideal clients to where they will literally DM you and be like, how do I work with you? How do I pay you money? Create content. It works. <laughs> Wow. He said half a million people viewing 30,000 accounts in different different channels. Um, and you can just, it's pretty easy to see how happy he is um, with the <laughs> results. And when we get results like that, um, it's not too hard to be happy. So let's talk about some of the myths around lead generation. Um, you know, perhaps even some of the, some of the, I don't want to call them malpractices, but I kind of do. Um, you know, some of the things that, that people are, are business owners are, I also don't want to say falling victim of, um, but in reality, there's just a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of things that one is told to do. Um, you know, I'm constantly harping on the reality that 96% of businesses are failing. Therefore, why are you following 96% of the advice? Um, you know, yeah. you've, you've got to be careful what you listen to. So <laughs> what myths come to mind around lead generation and, and uh, misconceptions, Brad? Well, the first one I'll mention is that people have this belief that there's some magic bullet or just simply that there's some magic to lead generation. That if I only knew the magic trick, <laughs> if I only had this one simple answer to the question, 
I would be able to do it. And you see this all the time in the advertising and the promotion that a lot of online marketing gurus will say, you know, it's basically, here's how you can get 10,000 leads in the next 90 days without, you know, leaving your couch, <laughs> without, <laughs> right. without actually having to do anything. And <clears throat> we have the secret for you. And it's a bunch of BS. Like it just doesn't work that way. And what, what really is the case with lead generation, it's, it's not rocket science. It's all about who do you want to serve? And do you know a lot about the people that you're wanting to serve? Like mm. knowing that group, knowing that audience, knowing the people who have the problem that your business <clears throat> is designed to solve. And then speaking to them in a way that makes them feel like you understand them, like that they feel like, oh, this person you know, gets me. <laughs> this person actually knows something about me rather than most people, what most people do is that they're talking all about themselves and all their great thing. And this is all the cool thing that we're up to. And this is who I am and, and, you know, whatever. And, and none of that works very well because people don't care about you at all. They care about themselves and they care about their own issues and they care about what's going on for them. And if you can come to any individual who's got some kind of challenge going on and is looking for some kind of result. And you can talk to them where that feels like they're understood by you. That's really just the first step of opening the door to what wants to be a genuine conversation. And we're just, we're coming back to conversations. And this is the kind of thing that you want to create with all of your people is having conversation with them where they're feeling like they're being listened to. And if you can do that, this is where even short form video works really well because you can be responding to people. You could be responding to anyone that you talked to on the street or that you had a DM conversation with in terms of direct messaging or whatever. And your content, the things that you put out there can be part of that conversation. And of course, when you do something like a short video, what will happen is a lot of people will respond to it. And that is literally just the conversation starter, which then the follow-up is that, well, you just keep on talking with them in the comments. And if you do it well, you're creating what's called an open loop with everything you do. So that when you make a video, the video itself has some open loops where the opening is for people to respond, for people to answer a question that you're raising or to give you their opinion about something that you're asking them about. And if they do that in the comments, you can continue that conversation with more questioning and inquiry where you can respond and say, oh yeah, that's really good point or that's really valid or I really understand where you're coming from. And have you ever, you know, have you ever considered this or have you ever looked over in this direction? And whatever you're doing, you're continuing to get them to come back to you with more of what's on their mind. And the more you learn about what's on people's minds, the more the actual magic will happen for you in terms of lead generation. <laughs> nice. So I, I do want to dive into this open loop aspect because there's, again, a lot of myths out there related to it that drive me nuts. Um, and maybe you're, maybe you're for it, maybe you're not, which creates a healthy debate. But there's these posts that are dominating the internet right now. They have been for a few years. Like, What's the third book on your shelf? 
what's the what's the fifth photo post the fifth photo you know like people care right these are pretty much multi-level marketers uh, that don't know yep. anything about business trying to yep. drive attention and awareness with almost zero tact um and it i you know i, I get it i mean I, i'm probably like getting eliminated by friends right now because what a rude <laughs> thing to say um but it there's there's nothing authentic to me about that so how do you create when you say open loops you know are we talking about hey drop a comment you know below if you agree with this or drop a comment below like you know these they're they're tacks that are used but how do you create a genuine open loop if i can put you on the expert spot right well the first part <clears throat> in your content itself an open loop wants to be can be referred to and it can be a hook at the start of your content or it could be in your headline where you're creating curiosity about one thing or another in terms of the topic of what you're talking about. And when you do that in your content, you need to close the loop. You can't create right. like, you know, here's this thing I'm gonna, you know, this awesome, Clickbait. you know, like <laughs> what's the worst mistake people make when they get in front of the camera? And if I don't tell you anything about what the mistake was in the content itself, then that's completely unsatisfying. And yeah, it, worst case scenario is it's a form of clickbait. So you need to you need to close the loop. But as you do, just like when you're watching, you know, a, a Netflix series, <laughs> those programs, like one of the reasons that Game of Thrones was so popular and so addictive was because it was built and designed with many, many open loops all the way through every single episode. And so by the time you got to the end, there had been some openings and some closure and more openings to where you're like, well, I need the closure and I've got to watch the next episode. And this is the kind of thing that you're wanting to do with your content so that you can open and close and then reopen where the closure will happen in the comments. Mm -hmm. And in the comments themselves, you know, one of the techniques that I use, which on social media seems to work fairly well is that when someone leaves a comment of any kind, I will do a couple of things. First thing I'll do is I'll answer them with an emoji or maybe a set of emojis where I'm communicating what I'm thinking, only I'm using emojis to do it. And as just, it's fun and light and interesting and it, you know, it's more of a lighthearted gesture. Same time, then I'll leave a second comment where I will respond to what they're saying in a conversational way. But then, so then, you know, so basically I'm I'm answering them, which is basically a loop closure. Whatever they said, I'm responding. So they kind of opened a loop and now I'm closing it. But then I'll ask another question and and I'll do this. So a couple of things are happening there. One is that every time you have a single comment, you're adding three. And so in terms of just the algorithm and how the algorithm functions, every comment is now four. And so if you have 10 comments on a post, now you're going to have 40. And of course, if people start answering the questions that you're asking, it's gonna go further. And in terms of organic reach, that's super helpful for your content. And <clears throat> so- Yes, it is. <laughs> this method of, as an open loop strategy, of course it works with any kind of content, whether you're doing text posts or picture posts or carousels or any of that stuff, uh, 
all this all this kind of thing in the in the comments section can work can work really well. I love it. It's well, and and the big key on that is it's genuine, right? It, you, you're taking the effort to make it genuine, right? You can automate your thank you cards, and then nobody cares, right? You can automate your Christmas card, and then nobody cares, um, right? You have to actually like take the time to care about that individual, but by doing so, you're also making sure to take care of the algorithm and the process. And you're 100% right. I have seen that time and time again. We use that in group settings where if somebody responds to our post in a group, if you tag a couple people in the group, I'm not talking tagging 50 people because then it feels like I'm just another random person that they tagged in order to get seen. <laughs> right. But if I mention somebody in a video, I tag that individual to make sure they see it. And then as they respond with thank you or whatever, it's my opportunity to re-engage them and say, you know, you know, can you expand on why, how you, how you got to this conclusion, right? Something that carries the dialogue further and resurrects that post, ultimately showing Facebook, hey, like there's users who care about this. And even though it may start with one or two, or you might tag another person and say, you know, hey, Jessica, I was just talking with Brad about you um, in regards to this, right? And that brings in yet another person to the equation not with the intent again of of just wasting Jessica's time because she'll get that. It has to be um, a, a point of connection that is sincere and creates a, a mutual bond. Um, so uh, well said, very, very logical. Um, and I hadn't ever done the emoji thing. Question about the emojis, all right? So <laughs> do, you, do you use the emoji to, and you might use these in multiple ways, but to create clear intent of this is the clear emoji, like, hey, it's high fives and I know what that is. Or do you use an emoji that's like one of those looks <laughs> that could be like you're excited or is there some intrigue and mystery behind that? Or do you use a very clear emoji to, to help the audience, understand, to help the person who you're commenting with understand the direction of your feeling? Well, I'm trying to express an emotion that's connected to what what the conversation wants to be. And I, I will, I mean, using the emojis is more of, I'm usually trying to make light of what, you know, or do some kind of humorous commentary on what they've said. So it could include words as well as the emojis so that I'm I'm making clear my message. And um, I think like just for instance, today, uh, one of my friends who's a, another video person on LinkedIn was comparing getting getting on camera and speaking on camera and improving your speaking ability on camera with going to the gym. And then she literally had a barbell and she was, you know, pumping iron on the barbell on the video as she was talking and saying, <laughs> it's just like, you got to work out, like you have to do in the reps. And this is the way you have to treat your speaking nice. and your speaking opportunities is like, you got to put in the reps. And every time you do, you don't, you know, when you're first going out, you don't join the, you know, the world champion weightlifting contest. You know, when you're just getting started, what you do is you speak in front of a small group or you make a presentation to you know, your team at your office or whatever, like you do these little things and then you work up to bigger opportunities. So anyway, that was, that was the thing that she was talking about. <clears throat> and she was saying at the end of it, she said, so, you know, yeah. just like going to the gym, you got to, you know, pick up your weight and you got to do this. And so I just made this comment where I said, or you could go vlogging with a really heavy camera rig. <laughs> and then I, and then I use the strong arm emoji. <laughs> <laughs> As the first nice, response to her video. And, you know, so like that was just me making light of what she was talking about. And I, 
I look for that because everybody on social media is, this is what they want. Like they're looking to be entertained. They're looking for something that, I mean, yes, they want to learn things and they want to, you know, develop whatever, but they're also looking just to have a good time. I mean, why, why bother if that's not what's happening? So I'm wanting to, as much as anything else, help that effort as well. So that when I'm building relationship with the people who I'm talking to, I'm wanting to do this kind of thing with them. Love it. At First Class Business, we're huge on teaching people how to drive people from the awareness phase to the interested and the consideration phase. And you're leveraging the actual um, emotions that cause that. Um, and and most, most marketers don't. Most marketers leverage the idea of intrigue. And they do so by like being showboaty or fancy, but they never get to the level of inspire. Um, you're actually helping your clients move from just being intriguing to also inspiring. And you do so, you're doing so by helping them understand the art of listening, listening and taking care of the needs and the desires of the audience at hand. I think that's absolutely amazing. You and I are, are um, also talking about planning different opportunities for the, uh, th- this new event. Um, that you've talked to me about this new event where we're talking about you bringing together a small circle of phenomenal um, influencers, if you will, uh, business owners and shooting an incredible amount of video. So Brad, I'm going to give you a, a minute to to share that with people. My daughter is leaving for camp right now. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go be a good dad, give her a go hug and, and say goodbye. But I would love for you to share with us the vision for this mastermind, because I think it's outstanding. And I know that the the types of assets that are going to come out of that Gary Vaynerchuk style and et cetera, like I'm really excited for people to understand the value of what it is you're about to put together with that. So I'll be right back while you do that. All right. Thank you. Well, so the vision, the vision is to get together with a small group. And I'm talking maybe, maybe eight people in some really cool location, cool location in a warm climate and to set up where we can over a period of say three days have a few different interview sessions where people can sit down and have their content be you know created and collected in this way of they're being interviewed their very best ideas their very best thoughts their very best wisdom is being captured on camera and we're doing it in a setting where it's as good as it can get like we have professional cameras we have professional lights. We have an amazing background. We're in a cool place where just where we are is an amazing background. And people are going to be able to create content in a group setting that is really very much like a video making mastermind. So part of the attraction is just who you get to do this with because there'll be a lot of creative people doing this and working together, encouraging one another and learning from each other in this process. And the other thing that we wanna do is literally follow people around with cameras for like all the time that we're together. So when you're talking casually with some of the other members, anytime that the instructors are talking with them, anytime that they get up and do a little presentation with the group, all of that kind of stuff can be captured as well as just, you know, photographs, headshots, et cetera, so that coming away from this gathering, not only will you be inspired by what you've seen amongst all of the other people presenting all of the other stuff that they're working on, but you will have 
a ton of content that then you can take and work and use, you know, on into the future on your various online channels, whether it's your blog or any of the social media sites or even in your newsletter. And so this is a vision that I've had now for just uh, a little over a year and I'm putting it into practice now. And it looks like we're gonna be able to do it sometime next winter. <laughs> Woo! Oh, that's exciting. I, yeah. I would love to speed the process of that up because it just seems like such an awesome, it's like a party, you know, and you're like, I don't want to wait for the party. This is an awesome party. Let's do the party now. But uh, I love that you are disciplined and planning out uh, how the vision unfolds. That's ultimately what leads to the fantastic fireworks show that we're, we're trying to uh, always accomplish as business owners. Um, right. And some of us are a bit too hasty sometimes to be able to pull that off, um, you know, and, and how we move things forward at Walt Disney is an example of that. Um, you know, trying many times before you figure it out it's Steve Jobs is an example of that. So there's some, there's some credit to just moving things forward imperfectly too. Um, but at the same time, there's always a lot of planning that goes into what's great um, and what's valuable. So really happy that, uh, that you shared that with us, Brad. Um, in terms of, other vision aspects. Um, so from National Geographics to uh, and what you did with them for music and and uh, moving the brand forward to have a two warrior conference and what you did at that event um, and being on stage. Um, what else as far as vision, Brad, beyond the business? What what's some of the personal vision, um, you know, over the next 10 years? What, what are some of the things you want to accomplish bucket list items? <clears throat> well, for me personally, uh, I am really a big passion of mine has been doing documentary style storytelling. And so I've been doing like just around the edges, little bits of little projects where I'll tell somebody's story here and there, but I haven't carved out the time to really go after a, a bigger project that would be much more meaningful. And I mean, not that these small projects aren't, but just something that really um, I think would would create some positive change by bringing that story out into the world. And so it's really interesting because at this moment in time, I'm rebranding the weekly show that I've been doing, which has been called the Standout CEO Show. And I'm slightly changing the name to the Standout Business Show. And the theme, the theme of what I'm after is looking for the outliers and the positively deviant entrepreneurs who are doing something that is unlike and really uncommon to what the rest of the business world is doing. And as a result, they've discovered something. They've discovered a particular solution, a particular way of running and operating their business and or building a genuine community of loyal advocates for their brand that we all need to learn from. And this, this concept of positive deviance is really a concept that comes from social work, you know, international social work, where instead of coming to any community as a nonprofit and saying, hey, we know the answers and we're going to help you with the solution here and just listen to us, it's more of Let's go to a place and find out who in this place is doing something that the other people aren't doing. And as a result, they're having success. 
even though they have the same limited resources and they're facing the same challenges and, you know, but somehow some magic is happening and they found something that works. And I believe that like right now on the planet, whatever challenge any of us are facing, whatever problem we have, the answer is out there. Somebody knows the answer to these questions. And so my work in my show, now the standout business show is going to be meeting and talking to people who have discovered some uncommon solution that or unconventional way of doing something that that the rest of us need to go, oh my gosh, look at that. And so instead of looking at who are, you know, who's the trendsetter, <laughs> it's sort of like, who are the people who are making these hidden discoveries? And as a result, they're thriving. Mm -hmm. And how can we learn from that and take advantage of these people who are literally underexposed, like they're hidden, they're hidden away in little pockets here and there. And yet they've discovered so many things that would be so beneficial for the rest of us. And these are the kinds of stories that I want to tell. And as I grow and have the bandwidth, I'm going to do more in terms of making longer form documentary style videos that will highlight these kinds of entrepreneurs. What an awesome, awesome idea um, and, and value that you'll bring to the world with that. We're excited to follow your journey, Brad. I'm super <laughs> honored to be so close um, you know, to the opportunity myself and, and to be able to call you a friend. You've been a great friend. You're a phenomenal visionary. And uh, thank you for being on Vision Pro's podcast live. Brad, if people want to reach out to you and connect, what's the best way to do so? The very best way is to go to awesomevideomakers.com and or uh, I've got a, a free uh, guide for people if they want to go grab that. It's like if you're interested in thinking right. about starting to do this any kind of content, but especially video, I've got this set of 40 video hooks that will work on no matter what niche you're in. And you can find that at 40, the number zero, you know, 4040videoideas.com. And it's a free download. Awesome. That would be fantastic. Um, and hooks meaning if you're looking to grab the attention of your audience, um, then that's a fantastic resource from Brad Powell. Brad, we're honored to have you. Thanks for being on Vision Pros Live, and we will see you soon. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks so much, Jackson. <laughs>